We made it to 10 episodes, y'all. We finally made it. And we We're did. finally here. Yeah. Um, what's up, everybody? How's everyone doing today? As for you, this is your boy, Mark. We got the rapid fire Ryan and the bre- beaming breezy over here. And, um... He always comes up with a new one. Those yeah, are good. Gotta, those gotta, are gotta, fire. Gotta, <laughs> keep it going. I gotta keep those it going. Fire, man. Man. Just trying to draw people in. So, uh... Yeah, how's everyone doing? Thanks again for coming back to hang out with us. And I'm going to remember mem- remember the riddle today. Because, uh, yeah, um, Ryan's got to edit the the audio for last time because I forgot to say the, mm. the, the, the riddle joke. Oh, that's good. The end I of the riddle. haven't edited that episode yet, too. Thanks, Thanks for, for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so whoopsies, my bad, guys. So, um, like I said last time, um, I'm going to give you guys a riddle at the beginning of the podcast, and I'm going to remember to tell you what the answer to the riddle is. And Allegedly. if you get it right, <laughs> if you get it right, you get it right. You learn something new. But if you don't, um, follow us. Give us um, give us a review on any platforms you're listening at us. Come say hi. Follow us on our socials. Breeze has put them in, um, in the links wherever you're at. If you're on Spotify or if you're on YouTube, like, yeah, just come say hi. Say what's up. Shout out to Brussels. <laughs> Shout out Brussels, to Brussels. Going strong, man. I appreciate you, whoever you are in Brussels. We love you. We appreciate you. <laughs> you keeping us you keeping us alive on that uh, Eastern European front. So uh Oh, that sounds sus. <laughs> I mean it didn't sound sus that you said it sounds sus. Well, now it sounds sus. Oh man. <laughs> Came from the heart, man. All right. All right. So riddle, 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 before we get we get sussed off the internet. What did a goalie say to the soccer ball? I don't sports, so yeah. I'm not even gonna try in this you one. You shall not pass. Oh, that's terrible. Super <laughs> cheesy. It's super cheesy answer. Yeah, I probably should have picked a different one, but it is what it is. All right, I'm. Uh, let me load up the out of pocket. All right, let me fill this dead air with nothing. Speaking of dead, Ryan's been playing RE4 remake. Remake. Ah, it was awesome. I was just about to show Breezy how to parry the super awesome attack, right? Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, man. You sound like somebody about to get murdered. Come oh, on, yeah. man. Maybe I was lying a little bit. So Breezy was actually about to show me how he was going to parry this chainsaw, right? And uh, there was this this Ganados behind him that also wanted to see how he was going to parry this chainsaw. <laughs> he wanted to see so much that he leaned over Breezy's shoulder and put him in a full Nelson. Yeah. I was like, yeah, show me how you're going to parry, parry that chainsaw. Parried it with my body. Parried it with a sternum. With a spinal cord. You know, I, and, and his liver. I jammed up the chainsaw with my meat. body. Yeah, with just <laughs> meat. Sorry, man. Chainsaw already did his job, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a good game. You guys should buy it. All right. So, am I out of pocket for ignoring my sister? And standing by my statement that she's a creep. So you gotta listen to the beginning of this because it's like it gives you a little bit of backstory before the um before the story. It says, Alright, buckle up. I'm gonna try to make this a simple understand so that uh, no one gets confused. So uh, it's a girl telling a story. So she says, My mom plus her first husband equals my sister. Okay. My sister's dad dies when she's one, so my mom meets my dad. Okay, my dad and my mom. It's me. My dad adopts 
um, my mom's first daughter, his, the, the daughter from the first marriage. Um, so they're half sisters. Okay. Dad leaves mom, gets another wife. They have brother. So she has two half siblings. The half siblings are not related. Okay. So today, my sister is 29. I'm 24. My brother's 19. I personally feel like this is important. In January, we were hanging out with the family, we get together, and my dad had his wife. He was at my his dad and his new wife's house. After dinner, as we were hanging out, sister says she has some important news to tell everybody. And it's going to be hard to digest. She tells us that her and my brother are fucking dating. <laughs> Everyone is pretty silent, just staring. As my brother says, it's not a joke. We're dating. I honestly, I know. Goddamn idea. <laughs> All right, all right, let me get through it. <laughs> I had no goddamn idea what to say. I just told my sister that she was a fucking creep and I wasn't going to involve myself. Now, it's not legally incest because we're we're not actually related, but my point is that it icks the hell out of me. Okay. The half-sister and the half-brother. <laughs> Not related. Not, not related, related at all. Related. Not related at all. They are only related through the other sister. Yeah. Can I pass on this one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I didn't know what to <laughs> I was reading. Say. Oh, man. So I always start with two consenting adults. I always start with that. As, it can be as weird as it wants to be as long as it's two consenting adults. All right. So to, to speak on that, it was another part where she said, um, cause somebody had comment. Yeah. She was talking about her family. Nobody in her family thought it was weird for her and people had commented on it. And she had told the people that co- people commented had said like, well, they're both adults or whatever. And he's like, yeah, but like she, he's 19 and exactly. she's 29. There's the age. So he's gap. like, it's a big yeah. enough difference that it's like, you know, that can be some manipulation in there. So, so a huge age gap. So sisters. 29. No, I'm saying a middle sister is the 25. She's, um, her, her instinct. I can understand that instinct. Cause it's like her, she feels like it's gross for not just the fact that it is, you know, her brother and her sister, but also the fact that there is that age gap. Yeah. Between them. So her, her initial reaction, I can understand it. Um, it's not ideal. You know, there's billions of people on this planet. So you probably don't want to cross the streams. But also, a lot of times we 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 are attracted to the people around us. So it, that's apparently literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is a thin, a very thin line to be dancing on. Very thin blood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's techno blood relation. Yeah. yeah okay. 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 So <laughs> the babies will come out fine. It is, it's just, um, it's not ethically wrong. It's morally wrong. It's, I mean, not even morally wrong. Yeah. I mean, like, but that's the way it's yeah. presented. I yes. guess. Like, uh, you're right. Um, OP is going to have to have to accept that it squicks her out more than it does anyone else because she has a unique, unfortunate relationship with both of them. Mm-hmm. That's your sister and your brother who are apparently fucking. But they're not <laughs> each other's sister or brother, so yeah, you you can't you can't argue against that part. So where do you sit? What side do you sit on at the wedding? Dang. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> that's where. 
<laughs> are yeah. you just the even number? Are you just the person trying to like even it out? So like if fifty nine people and come over here and sixty people over here, you just sit over here so that the pictures look better. <laughs> I don't know, man. You, you people you, are just gonna sit, have to. Right? Where you? Where do you sit? You sit on both sides, apparently. <laughs> of oh, that fence. <laughs> oh dang, man. <laughs> Calling me out like that. Oh um, shit, man. I'm not bothered by the ten year gap because even though a person can be not quite mature enough for a relationship with a, someone that much older than them, yeah. you can't stop them. And it's not illegal either. Yeah. You just gotta accept yeah. it. I think I think on the part of the um the older sister, the oldest sister, I think there is a there is a case to be made that you can make bit better decisions. Like yeah. you don't, you don't yeah. have to date your sister's brother, pretty much kid brother at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's like billions of other people out here. You can just leave that alone and <laughs> go elsewhere. But since they're both consenting adults, since they both, you know, there's a lot of information we don't have. But since they both like, you know, they're into each other, just let it play out. I'm just. Trying not to make all these incest jokes. You say there's a lot of information. I'm thinking, yeah, genetic information. I thought it too, but I was like, ah, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Oh, why choose when you have someone so close to home? I'm like, ah, okay. It's not funny. I'm sorry. Keep it in the family. Not always incest. No, man. We don't promote Alabama on our podcast. Welcome to family, son. (laughs) (laughs) Come in. Come on. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one, but... But who's out of pocket, though? I'm sorry, The older sister, I would say. The older sister, she's out of pocket. I I would say she's out of pocket. I mean, because no matter which way you spend it, it's just like... She probably shouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm not saying she's wrong, but she probably should. She probably should. I, I that's where I fall in on Ooh. it. It's like she's not technically like tech. She's not technically doing anything wrong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sending nobody to jail. I'm not sending her to horny jail. I'm not sending her to you know this is messed up jail. Just... I'm definitely wagging my finger at her though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, I ain't even doing that. I'm just gonna kind of look at her. You know, look at a little extra long. Sus look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wag my finger. You're like, like, you know, you know what you did. You know what you're doing. <laughs> Not in my house. I always say, stick it wherever. And I guess I gotta live with that now. Yeah. Say everyone's out of pocket, even OP. Because um, even though OP, I think that she's right to be. Yeah, you know, you said that right though. She has the. She's in the weirdest position <laughs> out of all of this, and I think that's why she feels the way she feels. Yeah, but um, little brother shouldn't be going. Shouldn't be wagging after big sister. Big sister shouldn't be wagging I after mean, little brother. We haven't seen biggest yeah. sister yet. We don't know what she looks like. So she could be packing, Bruh. She oh, could. She could have she it all. Be, she could have a whole bakery. Kate, Kate, That'd be Kate, smart. Kate, Kate, she could be and nice yeah, and lovely. I feel like you are going somewhere with this. <laughs> I don't need to go. I'm just, I'm just stacking a deck, uh, packing a court. <laughs> Dang. I mean, while packing the court, that is a very interesting stuff. Is awesome. <laughs> you were, or or the siblings? Hold up. <laughs> oh um, shit! Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, there's clear bias. You know, this is your sister and your brother, even though technically, very, it's a technicality. 
Yeah, it's real, real, real technical. I know it wants to. Have, have y'all seen those uh, Brady Bunch parodies from the nineties? What you mean? They had so Brady Bunch had a show that ran from like the sixties to the seventies. Yeah. I think. So in the nineties, they had like a, a parody version of it that released in theaters. I think like a not so Brady movie or something like that. But in those movies, it was more of a comedy, and they actually played on the tropes from the old Brady Bunch. They had like Marsha and Greg, who you guys know like the basic concept of yeah. the Brady Bunch, right? A guy and a wife, and they come together. They got kids from their yeah, previous five marriage. Five or whatever it yeah. is. So the, the kids become siblings, but they they aren't blood related kids. So in the parody movie, they had this like relationship thing between like <laughs> the, two, <laughs> the two the two oldest kids, Marsha and Greg, and it was like this whole like uh, it was just it was just blatantly hilarious. It was like a unrequited lust that they were both having, <laughs> and it was like. It was like presented like that, like Marsha, we can't do this. It was almost like a soap opera the way they were acting. You're my brothers, uh, sisters, cousins, <laughs> son. But weren't they um weren't they banging in real life though? No, I don't think so. Because I want to say like it was a bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes. Because I I I want to say like I think it was a YouTube rabbit hole, but I watched a documentary on the Brady Bunch. I used to as well. They were stuff they went through like behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah, I used to watch like Eat True Hollywood Story back when I used to watch TV. Oh, back when you were a fucking guru. Yeah, uh, yeah. I used to watch all the TV shows. Oh man, Uh, you remember those days when Breezy knew everything about pop culture? What do you mean those days? (laughs) Just just from like (laughs) 2007 and the 90s. Like 2007. Yeah, you were like a previous. weird encyclopedia with it. <laughs> yeah, everything after I stopped watching TV, so I can't, I don't know anything now. But, um, yeah. No, the, the original Brady Bunch had like, um, a lot of people dying. Like the dad, um, he was like, he was like gay, but he wasn't, he couldn't come out. Um, it was a lot of just. Wait, what? In the original Brady Bunch from like the 60s and 70s, the dad, oh. um, he was actually gay. And, um. So is this in the story or in real life? This is in real life. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, because I, I, I thought you talking show. about storyline. I'm like, show. what is this storyline? Is wild for the second show. No, he was like America's dad <laughs> in the '70s, '80s. All right, so that's that's so random. All right, so what I wanted to ask you guys today is, is like in a couple years from now, when we have the best, biggest, and uh, most profitable podcast in the world, it's like, what guests? Would you want on the show? Ashanti. That was hilariously quick. Very quick. Yeah. yeah. Have you been planning this one? No. Uh, yeah. Like, I, did you did you read my notes? No, 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 no. I'm just like, you know, Ashanti would be a great guest. You know, she has, you know, a long catalog of musical uh, music. And um, now, I can see on the graph there how your voice went up just like two or three octaves. I'm just saying, like, she's so talented that it would be great if we brought her on. And it'd be great if she, like, sat on the couch next to me whenever you guys do bring her on. For absolutely no reason. I'd really like to have Pharrell on one day. Mm. I think that would be super cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'd just be it'd just be really interesting. <laughs> just, I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't really think so. Uh, he's a really... He's just I mean, like he's a musician, musician, right? Awesome he's, musician. He's a, you know? he's a good musician. He's okay. Genius, man. Mm. Hearing his songs just make me happy. Mm. Happy. Mm. Happy. Oh, so happy. Oh, so happy. Nah, he's happy. okay. I heard. Okay. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Um, that song always creeped me out because it sounded <laughs> like the theme song to a cult. Oh, it, it's I'm like, pretty sure it is. So yeah. Like, you don't actually have a choice in this matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And whenever that song comes on and you don't look happy, people always ask you about it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why aren't you happy? Grim. And it didn't work listening to this in the break room. Why why, why do you think I'm not happy? It never helped me because I would have like a customer service job and that would come on. And why aren't you happy? You look kind of like him. Oh, my. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to have to edit that out, you know. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Either Um, way. Anyway, um, you, sir? Uh, I don't know, actually. I thought you guys would have uh, longer answers, to be honest. <laughs> oh. Or actually, you know, for real life, I didn't think Breezy would just spit an answer out like that in like 0. 0.2 seconds. Yeah, no, so I thought I had more time to like, to like think about it. I did it for the yucks, but I'm also very sexually attracted to Ashanti. <laughs> yeah, no so. shit. No. <laughs> like, I, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Well, no, if, no, if we were to have shit. somebody on the podcast, I would want somebody from this, like, vast space of online personalities. Actually, mm-hmm. like, the Twitch, well, formerly Twitch streamer, now Twitch or YouTube streamer, Destiny. I would love to have a conversation with Destiny and pick his brain about all sorts of topics. Or, have you guys seen an interview with uh, Lex Friedman? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's interviewed, like, Kanye and a bunch of other, like, you know pop culture folk okay. his interviews are usually pretty pretty dang good pretty dang insightful so i, I would maybe like him to interview us that's a twist i didn't yeah. think about that yeah oh. yeah yeah. i didn't think to ask about like, where, where would we want to like what would we want to be on i thought we'd just be like ganging up on the other person <laughs> and interviewing <laughs> them wait hold on that'd be cool too yeah hmm. i mean i like to do interviews at some point yeah interviews because i mean i want to do um i don't know i like learning random stuff so i think it'd be fun just to talk to somebody and just uh, see what you got to say yeah there's a lot of people mm-hmm. a lot of folk i like to talk to True. a lot of chefs mm, it's too bad I'm a, I'm a little bit a little bit too weeaboo-ish to actually know any 3d people i'd want to <laughs> have on it so uh 3D let me put this in uh in a way that you uncultured swine would understand <laughs> right i don't know any actual flesh tubers <laughs> that i'd actually uh want to talk to it sounds like a porn site you know <laughs> it is i'm sure flesh tuber. But, uh, or a porn site for sure you yeah. yeah. don't know plenty of uh Plenty of game streamers, plenty of VTubers. Um, guess you know, hell, why not just go big? I'd love to have Markiplier on. Okay. Yeah. Have you, uh, I'd love to see him do sort of like a, a Wayne Brady skit with you <laughs> where he just like puts your ass in a headlock and just drags you out and goes like, yeah, what up now, motherfucker? I heard that shit you was talking. You don't like my voice when I talk like this. And I just imagine you going, no, let me go, Mark Yeah, I'm going I'd just be going like, mm-hmm. we told you oh, this man. would happen. Listen, I, Arms I, too I, short no, to box with Mark a guy. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to go Mark Mark like that. I said my piece. His voice is kind of annoying, <laughs> but I still think he's a cool dude, oh, and I still he, like his content. You just digging the grave, bro. Digging mean, the grave. It is what it is. I said it what it is. Sorry, man, but if I have to choose between you and Markiplier, yeah. I ain't only one. I don't want none of that smoke, bro. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool, man. It's a big dude. 
It's a big, beautiful man. I seen that only flans. Let me see. Oh, mm. No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, Eric, you remember what Eric did to you in uh, Gears of War? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wait, where'd you go with you that? Die. Oh, Cause you're leaving me to die. That's what you're doing. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actively betraying you, actually. <laughs> so it's it's a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, the end goal is the same, I guess. I'm enjoying this podcast. This yeah. is cool. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, do you have a person you like to? Mm, I don't know. For a serious answer, yeah. I will. Oda. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's fair. Shoot for the moon. Yeah. I would oh, love to talk to cool, I would love nice. to talk to Oda. I guess if I'm um a bit more realistic, because I mean I don't even know Japanese and I feel like doing an interview with the translator would just be super effing awkward. And that's uh Ichiro Oda of One Piece. Ichiro Oda of One Piece. The Goda, as he should be called, because <laughs> he is the greatest mangaka and greatest author of all time, but that's neither here nor there. Um Honestly, Mark, either Mark Cuban or LeBron, because I would love to talk to them about like being like 16, 17, 18 with like millions and millions and millions of dollars and not turning into like a crackhead. Because mm. usually like a bunch of people, when people get like that much money that young and they have that money for this long, they end up being a crackhead more or less mm. or have this horrible stint in life and they need to go to rehab and get their shit back together but it's like to my knowledge Mark Cuban hasn't had anything out of pocket like that and I know LeBron hasn't mm-hmm. had any scandals or anything and it's just like how do you maintain that level of status and like you know dominate complete dominance over your respective fields mm-hmm. and have no scandals no no none of that yeah, I wonder what his mindset was before he you know, before he came into that, like you had to have been pretty well set mentally if you're gonna keep a good mindset while going through all this fame and fortune at such a young age. So I think you're right. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, because what LeBron though is like before he was drafted, he was like ninth, tenth grade, and like they were telling him like he was going to be like the number one draft pick, like the best player on the planet. Like he was already. So I mean, like it's probably to something like he got in his head. But the thing about it is like. He was able to stay humble enough. Like, you know, when you're trying to be the greatest player in the world, like, you have to have a certain level of confidence, arrogance, or whatever you want to call it. Cause, like, Kobe, like Jordan, like all, any other, any sports, any athlete. But at the end of the day, it's like, um, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Hmm. That must be the tacos we ate. <laughs> Shit. No, I lost my train of thought. Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. Um, they're uh, that discipline is like crazy to me. Yeah, like utterly insane. Because I mean, even when they looked at Kobe too, like he, the day he got drafted, he called the NBA and was like, "Because Jordan said he was retiring, so he called the NBA and was like, I need to talk to Jordan because he can't retire until I play him.' <laughs> and it's like, how you have had a level of chest mm-hmm. at 18 like mm-hmm. drafted out of high school like you barely got any hair on that so mm-hmm. you call him can, to ask for jordan to stay in the nba hey people are talking actually, about him i can actually totally understand that feeling because like if you put your entire life towards this one thing like i've got to meet this guy in the ring and you finally make it there and right when you make it he's like yeah i'm retiring i'm like 
dude, no, you can't do that. I need this. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even Eric's. No, he, he did. Because that made so many moments. Like, when they first yeah, they met. First that other. first, yeah. It's so many photos with that. And um, I stopped watching basketball some time ago. But that's that's a vivid memory for me, is that first game. I mean, because that's, like, earth shattering. Because, I mean, I was literally, like, passing the torch from, like, one generation of greatest basketball player yeah. to another generation of greatest basketball player. Yeah. And it's like, and then it's like, too, I love Kobe because Kobe has two completely different careers. He had his, like, number eight career when he was, like, young and cocky Man, and I dunking all the time. Yeah. And then they had, uh, what was he, 24 now? 24. He was 24 at the last second half of his career. And um, he was more of a shooter, a pass, not, not, not a passer. He's more of a shooter. And like um, more of his dribbling because he realized his body was getting older, and he had to adjust his playing style. But he still was going to be the greatest. And like that's why I love Kobe because mm-hmm. he was like, one year he um, broke his ankle during the season. So during the off season, he learned how to tap dance because he was like, I need to strengthen my ankles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he just had this killer sense. mindset that like anything I put him back, he was just like, all right, how can I fix it moving forward? What was that thing he did where he it, it gave like point zero two seconds? Like a point zero two second advantage or something like that. Like he learned how to do something. It, it was like such a minuscule like adjustment. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, it's something I heard. Um, shoot, I forgot what it was. I forgot exactly what it, it was. Maybe it's pull up speed. Oh. Um, Sound like some hyperbolic something. Stuff. But yeah, he he went hard. He 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 did so much training just to improve something by like point like zero two seconds. Like it's ridiculous. I mean, but it's like when you. When you play at that level for so long, it's like you're not shaving off seconds or minutes anymore. It's like all you can shave, you can literally shave the fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean that's discipline though. Like you're already mm-hmm. you're already at that level. You don't have anything else to prove. And he's just like, I just want to be better. <laughs> I know, and it's like yeah. that mentality is crazy. Because he used to talk, he described his day in his book. He's talking about yeah. He's like yeah, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning, shower, gym, shower, eat breakfast, and he's like I get home by like six six thirty. When my wife's getting up with the kids, help her get ready for the kids, have breakfast with the kids. And he's like, kiss the wife. Then I go to work, work, you know, go have the NBA meetings, blah, 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 blah. Um, work out, work out, work out, work out, come home, dinner, put the kids to bed, have time with the wife, then work out, work out, work out, sleep for a couple hours and then do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just, just that dedication is just, yeah, discipline is just crazy. Yeah, and you look at you look at LeBron and Kobe. They both also stayed with their. I mean, with Kobe, there was like a little bit of turbulence, but with both of them, they stayed with their like uh, wives since basically they were super young. Like since I think for Kobe, since his like early twenties, for LeBron, since his high school, yeah, since high school, since high school yeah. So it's like yeah, they just their lives have like a consistent through line of consistency. Just yeah, maybe that's the big difference that uh you're looking for between you know someone who can handle the fame and someone who can't so that baseline stability mm-hmm. yeah. i think that definitely helps for yeah. sure you know, for some reason i'm thinking about stories about i think it was wilt chamberlain that i heard oh yeah that's some okay. crazy stuff i don't think i can talk about that on youtube probably should will chamberlain was a he was a guy that man, did some things man was a rolling stone talk about a flesh tuber <laughs> Dead. Uh, hundred yeah. times they say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but, you know. I guess we are talking about ball courts, but 
oh, from yeah. the 70s. Yeah, he put them through hoops, all right. <laughs> <laughs> put some balls in holes. <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> he shot a couple threes. No, he did. Alright, so still on uh, about people because uh, there is someone who I seriously would like to one day True. talk to. This man named Edmund McMillan. Oh, He's yeah, the I like Edmund. Creator of Super Meat Boy and The Binding of Isaac. That I, guy has a brain. Mm. Uh, I'd like to talk to him about uh, The Binding of Isaac and what that did for the entire roguelike genre. Like nowadays, people might not know about it, but The Binding of Isaac was a roguelike that came out in 2011. I think it was September 2011. And at the time, it was one of the very few roguelikes that were out, but it gained so much popularity that it kind of revitalized the entire genre. And I want to talk to him about that because that game is still getting updated to this day. Is it? Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, the last update, oh. maybe a couple months ago. It's like it's not the exact same game because the one that he made was in 2011. That was a Flash game, technically. Yeah. They've made a few quote unquote sequels, but the sequels they actually have the entirety of the old game in them. Plus, gotcha. But um, he kind of is the reason that roguelike is a mainstream genre today. Oh, I didn't realize it had so much of an impact. Like, huge, huge impact. And it's, it's interesting to be in that situation where you kind of almost, almost the namesake, not not exactly the namesake, but almost the namesake of a genre. You're, you're the reason that it's popular right now. Mm. That's, I'd love to pick his game about game, pick his mind about game design. Yeah, because that's not something you just come up with overnight. Or it might be. I mean... I mean, you know, it is roguelike. So he was drawn from an established genre, but the genre just wasn't popular. Mm-hmm. What it's was like, before? What was the one before Isaac? Um, there were some... The Mystery Dungeons? Yeah. They they were kind of toss roguelike um, stuff in games. Uh, the original game was this game called Rogue. That's what it, where the whole genre gets this. Uh, yeah, from okay. that one's from when? Like the s- like uh, 80s or 80s, something? 70s or 80s. <laughs> but uh, it's been like in a lot of diff- different... I was talking to Rand about that a couple weeks ago. It's been like in a lot of different JRPGs, um, the Mystery okay. Dungeons, uh, a lot of Dungeon RPGs. True. Kind of use that. Mm-hmm. True, but you you never like hear the word roguelike in those. Yeah. There's this game I have called... Um, Sting made it called uh, Baroque. Baroque. Baroque was one that was originally for the Saturn, but they remade it for the uh, PS2. I want to say the PS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, that, that case before. I've never played a game, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sting I've also made that cutesy little RPG I, I played with the Digimon tie looking character called Evolution. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grenade. Grenade comes from that one, the butler. <laughs> uh, that Sting made that. That's also a rogue, technically a roguelike. Okay. Okay. I guess I just didn't realize the genre was um that popular, mm-hmm. or how mm-hmm. Bison, how I, uh, Binding of Isaac um, pretty much was the catalyst for how popular uh, roguelike category is, or where roguelike came from. To be honest, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, it was it was the game that 
everyone made clones of, then everyone made clones of those clones, and, you know, eventually you have Returnal. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's still on my playlist. I need to play that. I really want to play that. You got a roguelike for, like, every genre now. Like, every, throughout the last 10 or so years, every they've dabbled in everything. Yeah, you get to mm. a point where it does that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of developers mm-hmm. I like to interview. Sakurai is one of them. Yeah, for music, yeah, I want to do the composer incredible. from um, Persona 3 and 4. Oh, I like to talk to them. I like, like to that be around for that one. one. That is uh, my favorite my favorite video game soundtrack is Persona 3 and Persona 4. Like, mm. Hands down, two favorite soundtracks of any video game I've ever played. So I would love to talk to the composers. Is that the same composer for the Shin Megami, the other Shin Megami games? Like, uh, that's a good question. I, w- I wouldn't think so stylistically, but you, yeah. I might be surprised. You it's never true. know. Very different style. Mm-hmm. So the ones I'm thinking of for the Shin Megami ones, they're like the that metal, you know, mm-hmm. almost. You know, mm-hmm. it's very unique. But mm-hmm. I always felt like the battle, the boss battle themes of the Persona series would go back to that Shin Megami style. Mm. Yeah. Because I think it's supposed to still like that fear-inducing, kind of creepy music, so to speak, to just go with the kind of vibe that uh, those games have. Mm-hmm. I got to look that up. Uh, I used to know his name. Dang. Oh, I forgot it, I I forgot it too. Name. But I actually played um, Joy from Persona 3. I played that for Emma when she was still in the womb. Hmm. Which one's uh, Joy? Tupper Brown Cow, Tupper oh, Brown Cow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tupper <laughs> Brown song. Cow, Tupper Brown Cow. Good song, great oh, song. To those brown cows. That's just a feel-good song. You know, do you think one day we should maybe find find out what he's actually saying? Nah, <laughs> no. It's back to the brown cows. Just tipping brown cows. Okay, just, I like, just that's it. Nope, I like that. Fair enough. I remember one time I looked up uh, "Reach Out to the Truth" to find out what the lyrics are. And I decided, you know what? This is better if I don't know. And yeah, then man. I just forgot. I like my little remixes mm-hmm. I make in my head and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Makes it yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then like it links to certain memories because like takes me back to the time when I was playing that shit with back when I was a, a youth. <laughs> a youth. Dang, man. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Bro, that's back in the, that's like one of the last RPGs I put like 100 hours into individually. Oh, man. Because I was a youth. Mm. Yeah, I put them into some uh, some of those Elder Scrolls slash Fallout games after. Never finished them. Fair enough. You know? I probably watched a couple hundred hours of Ryan play Elden Ring. I'm not Elden Ring. Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. I'm still playing Elden Ring at 70 hours right now. Again. Hmm. Yeah, you're training for your rematch. Training for my rematch. So you murked again. I had to abandon. Is because when I first played through, I was sword and board, man, hiding behind the shield. And Millennia was just like, you can't block this shit, bitch. And she was right. She <laughs> was right. So I was like, you know what? I got to restart my training. No blocking at all, ever. 
just had to learn how to deal with death. <laughs> that's the only way I can describe that's it. That's the man. worst way to play a game, right? No, that's that's the only way to describe it. You have to learn how to stand in the face of certain death and just sidestep that shit. Otherwise, you'll never be millennia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't block once. Otherwise, she gets Kurega. Oh God, I hate her. I bet she's a sponge too. It takes takes a while to chip her down. I haven't seen actual fight with her because everything I've seen is just like she just spawns and murks people. I've seen her wide sweeping hitboxes. Now is enough oh, for me. It's a big ass sword. She's yeah. straight up Sephiroth and out there. Yeah, like no, that's not the game that Sephiroth in. <laughs> No, no apology. She has the biggest sword, Giggity. Imagine fighting Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 1, and you got stamina too. <laughs> <laughs> and he heals you know, if he hits you. Why'd you laugh? <laughs> no, man. No, man. Dude, because I beat that without no special abilities, man. That was the nightmare, dude. Fair enough, yeah. He was basically playing mm-hmm. Dark Souls. They just beep, need to beep, slap beep, a stamina beep, bar beep, on there. <laughs> Nah, um, man. That would have been Elden Ring. Dude, it's, you know how long it took me to be Ice Titan with no no abilities? Oh, Ice Titan was reflecting the ice, reflecting oh, the ice back you Good on you. Who I ever use? beat him without just reflecting? The, I never beat him without just standing up there and just... I block, was screwed block, block. because my favorite skill was the worst skill you could use against him. Eroga? Mm. Why would you use Eroga in Kingdom Hearts Dude, 1? Because it was great. It was awesome in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> yeah. 1, remember? That shit kept you from dying in one hit. It was a berry that hurt people. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that was a respawn one. Yeah, I could just, like, on yeah. the Rock Titan's head, I could just cast a rogue and just, like, the that by itself did constant mm-hmm. damage mm-hmm. while I mm-hmm. welled on him. Mm-hmm. But I tried it on Ice Titan, and it made his uh, ice spikes bigger. Oh, I was thinking about Reflect. I was thinking about Reflect from 2. I thought you were talking about in 2. And no, but reflect was what you used in two. Yeah, because Eroga wasn't in two, right? I don't think so. No, no it wasn't. Yeah. It was kind of an improvement. You gotta admit, reflect. Reflect was broken. No, Which, I mean taking out Arrow, it forced you into the fight. You know. Yeah, but they gave you reflect, and then they gave you reflect. Yeah, yeah, it was super broken. <laughs> it's funny, but because I just reflect magnet, Thundaga, everything. Do you remember the? Uh, in the original release of Kingdom Hearts 2, you know Zaldin was bugged? He wasn't supposed to be able to hit you with that giant wind cannon if you jump over it. That was supposed to miss if you jump over it. Huh. Uh, mm. Oh, man. I wish we could go back and watch it, but that we just take the yeah, giant no, wind exactly and sweep about. all the way across, and you try to jump over it, and it's like, nah, bruh. This hitbox is much bigger than it seems, and you just take all that to the face. Mm. That was where I found out that, oh, shit, I need to do something else. What's this skill do? Let me try that out. Invincibility. I'm like, yeah, that I never do. I just never, because it just looked like it went away so fast, so I just never used it. Oh, I just, oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Then I, you guys, I heard you guys talk about it, and I was like, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I spammed it. I just, I used really? Reflect, Magnet, Fundaga, everything. I just, that's what I did when I walked into a room. Did Reflect increase the um the frames as it got stronger? Yeah, and it did, uh, it reflected, oh. it did homing damage after you maxed it out. 
homing damage. Yeah, like when you get hit, the stuff like when it bounce the bounce damage, it uh it, it homes in on enemies. Crazy. It's not just a bouncing back. So like projectiles, anything bounces off, and it homes to the nearest enemy. Crazy. And it blocks melee attacks too. And it blocks melee attacks. And you just become invincible throughout like the entire. 60 or something frames while you're doing it. It's ridiculous. Kills <laughs> in a fighting so game would be broken. How many of those can you get off before like you got to recharge? You can combo magic. all that shit. Just like, you know, like you can combo all the other magic in the game. Yeah. You yeah. just reflect, reflect, but, but reflect. I mean, how much magic does he use? Not that much. Wow. But yeah. I want to say like if you actually get a perfect hit, you get some magic back. For using it right, or something to that aspect. Uh, well, something like that. It had yeah, to be something yeah. like that because, like, I used it too much. There was something that allows you to just. And, and there was a point in the game where you were just bleeding magic bubbles for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember what yeah. it was. Bleeding is the perfect way to put it. <laughs> they were bubbles. Yeah, they were yeah. bubbles. Right? Yeah, they were bubbles. <laughs> they were the magic back. Man, I, I didn't know, dude. Uh, just fighting Rob up in there. Yeah. Fighting fair, what a fool! I was. <laughs> you are a fool for fighting fair. Damn. Did you guys um suffer through Kingdom Hearts three? No. I I went in arrogant, just like I went into Resident Evil four remake arrogant, and I was like, I played this game too many times to go into bitch mode. Take me on to critical, and I went to critical mode, and I'm like, I don't know how to play this. What are these new abilities? <laughs> and I got smacked down Olympus, and I was like, fuck this game. I don't want to play no more. <laughs> and then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched him play some of it, and I just, just wasn't interested. At it. It, looked, it looked okay, but it just... It, to me, it didn't quite look like King Mars. I played it with the meme mug on the entire time. It's just like, <laughs> I played it with the intent to be miserable and just wanted something to make me not miserable and it never got any less miserable. Dang. But you got teacup rides and... Don't get me wrong, the super moves look dope. And like mm-hmm. the gameplay itself, dope. But... But everything else, trash. Mm. Dang. Like they, they, they don't even pretend like the rest of the stuff happened in the story. They just pick oh, up where stuff no. left off. They like pick and choose what they want to use. Like they ask a bunch of more questions. Nothing gets answered. It's just more characters and more Star Wars references and it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. It, it was just like, <laughs> I'm not. So, you kept up with it for the story. <laughs> the story didn't actually end. No, it didn't even. It didn't even continue. continue? Yeah, <laughs> no, like, it, I, it ends in the DLC. Just, I heard. Yeah, like the rest of the games in the DLC. But I'm like, bro, I don't want to spend more money on this game. <laughs> you know, I knew something. I should have known something was wrong. So, all right, I didn't buy it when it first came out. But uh, one of the websites, it's like Tiger Direct or Newegg. It was Newegg. Mm. They had a sale, and it was like they had Kingdom Hearts, and it was like sixty percent off or something. So it was like oh, twenty no. bucks. It was the Cyberpunk sale. <laughs> no, it was um, I think it was Christmas in July. Uh, it was Christmas in July, so I bought it right. But somehow, some way, my account on there had my old address in there, so I got sent back to my old address. So I sent call customer service, went through the whole thing, or whatever. They were cool about it, and I was like, I didn't get it. And they was like, Well, you just have to buy it. I'm like, It's not on sale anymore. Can you give me the sale price? And I was like, No, we can't do it. So it went back up to full price, and I didn't buy it. And I was like, Yeah, whatever. So it wasn't like another six months later when I think this was at Christmas time and it went on sale again. And that's when I bought it again. And that's when I finally started playing it. And I was just like, someone should have told me when I fucking, the universe 
literally took it out of my hands <laughs> and my dumb ass went back to buy another copy of it. So I don't I mean I really don't have any right to bitch about it, but I mean it probably would have been good if you had played the right copy of it. Right? You you just the the right copy got sent to some old address and it looked like you played the bad version. I'm gonna stop there. I'm sorry. It's so yeah. bad. It's so bad, man. I'm more interested in playing the the remakes of the or the re releases of the old ones than three. You're still gonna play four though. Am I gonna play four? I, I gotta play three. You still gonna play four? I don't know, man. <laughs> I do have to play through three too, though. Eventually, uh, the gameplay's not bad. But like, if anyone another Kingdom Hearts game to play is Breath by Sleep. They do because I think that one was a remaster on a PS3 or PS4. One of them because that was my favorite one outside of two, one and two. Hmm. That one had that one was like a bridge between the Kingdom Hearts two who play style and Kingdom Hearts three play style. Because it was like a pretty much the precursor to the Kingdom Hearts 3 play style. Yeah. yeah, that's what I hear. I would recommend mm-hmm. that one. Because that one actually, I mean, stories. That one has its own like beginning, middle, and end story. Because that's just the story of Aqua, Terra, and um, Benitez. Well, I, for one, still think that the first Kingdom Hearts had the best gameplay. Like, I respect 2 for what it did and taking everything up a notch. But I feel like the janky, limited-ass Kingdom Hearts 1 gameplay condensed the gameplay down into only what was important. And what was important was how well you dodge-rolled. You know, I can I, I can agree with that. I, in the um, spirit of, I feel the same way about Borderlands because Borderlands Two is objectively a better game all the way around. But like, I absolutely love Borderlands One mm-hmm. so much more than I do Borderlands Two. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, it's the same, and it is, and I didn't really know why, but like, the what you just said is the exact reason why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Very similar. You know, that is the reason that I like Borderlands Two more than Borderlands Three. Yep. Because 2, even though it was, like I said, pretty janky, they could have done the character designs a little bit better, which is what they did do in the future versions. I think that Borderlands 2 was very focused on what it did well with the gun design. And, um, yeah, Borderlands 3, a little bit less so. A little bit, a little bit everywhere. Threw a lot of new things at the walls, um... Not all of them really stuck. Yeah. Same with the characters. The characters are really just the best parts of Borderlands 2 and pre-sequel smashed into slightly newish characters, almost kind of, except not. Fair enough. Yeah, that's why, uh, for me, it's got to be the two. Kingdom Hearts 2, Borderlands 2. Uh, for Kingdom Hearts 2, why it's the best is because it, like you said, it took ideas from the first one and just cranked them up. And that's why I don't like three as much. Cause like three is just basically like a new thing. Like it's not even yeah. like, if you look at three, you look at two, it doesn't even feel connected, but you look at two, you look at one, two just looks like one on steroids. Yeah. Like you can, you can, you could kind of, kind of glide on one. You can fucking fly on two. Yeah. <laughs> just straight up. You can fly around the battlefield. Yeah. Going from one to Go two, crazy. you definitely feel like 
you increase in power. Like you feel, oh, man. you feel yeah. stronger. Oh man, you feel like you went some from the, Dragon some Ball to the Saiyan Saga. <laughs> yeah, Tommy to the Freezer Saga. Yeah, some of the feats you can do when you like. Um, master form and yeah. final form and stuff. Them feats are just ridiculous. Yeah, that is some cool stuff. Yeah. I feel like two, you're just a little bit too competent. Once you figured out the the exploits of the system, it's just like when you get really good at Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. When you get really good at Resident Evil Four, it loses some of its magic mm-hmm. because you know exactly how yeah. to take advantage of everything. In Kingdom Hearts Two. When you know what you're about to get next, when you know how to use reflect and gravity, and when you know how to use, was it second chance and second wind? <laughs> I was just saying, you become just a little bit too competent. The game feels too safe. Yeah, you just, thankfully yeah. I did use a lot of that shit. I was I was a pretty shit player at Kingdom Hearts too, but I enjoyed every minute of it. No, I mean Max. Did, no, Absolutely. after you guys told me I can equip stuff after one, <laughs> I equipped everything. Yeah, into any and everything I could. Yeah, I died a lot, and I didn't have the I didn't have luck to get King Mickey. Yeah, what's up with that? How did, how did Alex get him so many I times? I don't know. I, I never got him. I don't know. I'm, I might have got him like once or twice. I think just once. I got him once when I was fighting against Corrupt Thorn. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Because for some reason, I always get him when I get killed by that guy. Because apparently, I always fight him when I'm under level and he just kills me in one hit. And then Mickey comes out. The end. Man. <laughs> I needed that dude. Because like, I would always turn into like the Heartless, the Shadow Heartless. Yeah, I won he- a couple boss fights with that. I couldn't do nothing. I kept dying because you couldn't heal with the Shadow Heartless. And it's just like... I like that character so much. So much, I wish that it was an actual character character. They made it that way in uh, the Final Mix, right? That was like an actual separate form. I never played Final Mix. Okay. Yeah, I didn't play Final Mix Plus. Yeah, I believe they made that as well. Plus Ultra Extra HD Remix. Along with, uh, what's his name? The Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora. Oh, yeah. This is on form. That's pretty overpowered. <laughs> I always wanted to play as him in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, like, so if he was broken. He had the best. He had the. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Now that the memories are coming back, I forgot. You totally did scum Kingdom Hearts 1 as well when you learned how to. For sure. <laughs> Strike raid invincibility. Hell yeah. Use that to dodge shit. Oh. Nah, man. <laughs> I did it the old fashioned way. Dodge roll? Yeah, do I didn't oh. equip anything? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even Dark equip Souls. anything. You really did play Dark Souls. Yeah, man. Maybe like, that's I had a abilities and stuff, Souls. but I didn't know. I didn't know how to use any of the attacks. I didn't equip any of the attacks. Dang, did you have to equip block? Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I went to the equip thing. Yeah. I just didn't know how to use any of the other equips. Oh, he had. Did you have dodge roll? Yeah, I, I, I knew what her equip thing was. I just didn't know how to use. I didn't know how to use the attacks, so I didn't. I never equipped them. Oh, right, because you had to actually go left and right, and I forgot you had the D-pad menu on Kingdom Hearts, and you had to actually navigate to it, is that it? Yeah. Okay, well, that is, that is weird. Oh, wait, this is the first time we've ever played an action game right. with a directional pad system for normal shit, you know? So That wasn't the menu, yeah, so weird. yeah. No, that's oh. what I mean. Whatever. I was an idiot, but dude, isn't it still the only game that ever did that? I mean, yeah, because it stayed that way the whole time. Yeah, I mean, Kinda. like, I mean, like, there's in the in the years since no other game has done. No, because it's that. stupid. 
Done what? Like have the D-pad be your menu? <clears throat> have the D-pad be your menu and have your attack be an option on the D-pad like it was a Final Fantasy game, but it's oh, an action game. I mean, yeah, like the fucking, what, KOTOR? But, but Kingdom Hearts was like full action, though. Yeah, That's full action. KOTOR isn't action at all. What you talking about? No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started on that, man. Uh, but also, because um, as you were explaining, I was thinking like Fantasy Star for, for some reason, like the menus. Okay, well, that's when I played. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> other, you know, okay. It's it's not arrogance. I'm just saying. I, man, just, I don't mean, just, you said it, not me. You said it, not me. is a skill. I didn't say but it. You hack? said it. Mm, I, I don't even remember Dot .hack. Dot .hack had uh, the menu to do the moves. To do, like, your uh, special moves, anyway, you had to. Is it G-U or OG sign? Yeah, OG. I mean, OG. Infection. OG, you had to, you needed a menu to do everything, to use items. Did I, did I play all four of those OG? You might have played... No, I didn't, because I got bored, because they were the same game. <laughs> you probably stopped at three. Two or three, probably. I, I stopped at two. I didn't I, get to three. Really I played just you all the way through. I feel like two was the, was the most exciting one, but then three yeah. was the one that dragged on for way too long. Yeah, the, the, that's fair. That's it fair never assessment. looked any different, and that was what I was about her about because I like the gameplay. The, the world they were expansion so packs. Terrible. What are you talking about? They were expansion man, packs. Terrible. Man. Are you telling games. me that Carmina Gadalika actually looks different from? Damn, if only I could remember a second name. I almost had it. What Macanu or? Oh yeah, there you go. You're <laughs> telling me that Carmina Gadalika actually looks the same as Macanu? Nerd points, guys. I did it. Oh man, I didn't know any of those. Uh, you don't know about Hidden Forbidden Holy Crap. <laughs> wow. That deserves applause. That one, that, it, that just rolls off the tongue so yeah. well. Hidden Forbidden Holy Ground. <laughs> Hidden Forbidden Holy Ground. Hey, everyone remembers it now. Yeah. It just rolls off the tongue so well. That's so dumb. I can't remember no other stages, but that one. Me that's, that's the only one. Cause that's the one where like the story took place, where like you found Aura and all that crazy stuff. True, man, that shit still it is still in a uh, GU, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. you go there and get immediately smacked down, don't you? Yeah, that's yeah. the only one in uh, like all. How many games is that? Seven, all okay. seven games. Ooh. You know, talking about old stuff that doesn't really apply anymore. Does anyone remember how badass Triage used to be? The concept oh, yeah. was amazing. Back when he was still a whisper on the whisper on the winds. Ah, uh, damn. The, I mean, back when he fucking he fucking gimped you the moment you saw. Him. Oh yeah, he yeah. came in his little blue daggers and shit. Beat your ass. He just yeah. came in, pieced you up. Ah, uh, maybe I was just too too much of a weeaboo teenager at the time. But that was like the coldest shit. It's like it's something about the fact that dude. That used to be me. Yeah. Oh, he's using my skill on me. I remember what that skill does. It completely fucks the person. Wait a minute. Ah! <laughs> Down to level one. Dates of the dream. Yeah, man. He used to be just a nightmare that people would talk about in the weeaboo circles. Not anymore. Badass so concept. We haven't seen nothing like that since then. Blue yeah. zombie man. Hey man, after watching uh, Akira, I don't know when to talk about zombies, bro. Giant oh. baby. Giant mecha baby. <laughs> mecha flesh baby. That's interesting. Yeah. 
Oh, shit, my bad. I was about to cough and sneeze, but neither one of them came out, so I just kind of froze there for a second. Don't worry. I may or may not actually edit something out this time. <laughs> uh, snaps. Right. Let's, uh... I got the riddle. Did you guys, did you guys get the riddle? I didn't think about it at all. What did the goalie say to the soccer ball? Hockey. Stop. Catch you later. Ha. I feel nauseous. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say they were good riddles. Jokes. <sighs> they just are jokes. <laughs> Imagine like a 90s point, too. <laughs> In the podcast. Ted Laser. I'm editing right. that answer I'm out. Getting, <laughs> I'm getting booted out of here, man. I guess here the Oscar music playing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah. Let's end this now. All right. <laughs> So make your your bed stay warm and your pillow stay cold. Stay perfect, chat. Catch you later. I got it. I got it. Must die. <laughs>